Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Acts. Hey, faithful listeners, I hope you had a absolutely fantastic Labor Day weekend. I did. It was very hot and sunny where I live. I'm so excited about that. It was sunny and beautiful and hot. But I am sad to say that the trees in my area are beginning to change. The very tips, the tippy tops of the trees are starting to change color. You can kind of see fall is starting. And so I'm a little bit sad about that. But not that sad because autumn happens to be my favorite season. So I am very thankful to everybody who reached out to me over this weekend to ask me questions or um, just talk to me. I really appreciate it. I love hearing from you guys. You're going to find my email information in the description of this podcast episode. And yes, I do see all of my emails that you guys send me. So here's a question I want to ask. What is your favorite season? Now that Labor Day is over, we're technically moving into the autumn season. So tell me what is your favorite season of the year? And while you're thinking about that, what your favorite season is, let's go ahead and read Acts chapter six, verses one through seven today. Not a very long portion of scripture, but a lot to talk about regarding the early church. Grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning for you crazy tea drinkers that don't prefer coffee. You know, my my coffee addiction has gotten a lot worse. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) My coffee addiction goes in and out throughout the podcast. Sometimes I am like really interested in tea and I'm like drinking a ton of tea, but every single time. I I go back to coffee because I'm like, this isn't as good as coffee. Tea is just not as good as coffee. I I don't prefer tea. But for those of you who do prefer tea, um, you're crazy, firstly. And secondly, I don't understand. (laughs) But anyway, if you do prefer tea, grab your cup of tea this morning instead of your cup of coffee. And let's go ahead and read Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Like I said, I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, a complaint arose from the Helenists against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily service. The twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not appropriate for us to forsake the word of God and serve tables. Therefore select from among you seven men of good report, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will continue steadfastly in prayer and in the ministry of the word. The words pleased the whole multitude. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parnaeus, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. When they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. The word of God increased and the number of the disciples greatly multiplied in Jerusalem. A great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Guys, I really think I need to switch the Bible platform I use (laughs) because the ads on this particular Bible website that I use are ridiculous and they distract me every single time. Right now, I am literally looking at an ad for a banana port. (laughs) It's as ridiculous as it sounds. It is a banana shaped USB port. And I just, I don't understand why I am looking at an ad for a banana port, but nonetheless. So we start out in verse one here. There's starting to be some cracks that are forming in the early church. 
The first crack that we saw was the death of Ananias and Sapphira. Two people lied and sinned against the Holy Spirit, and they both died basically together. That was the first crack we see forming. The second crack we see forming is how almost idolized Peter and the other apostles were. So much so that even Peter's shadow was revered. Like people would place the sick and the needy in in Peter's shadow. So when he passed by that his shadow would be cast on them, basically. So that's another crack we see forming because idolizing somebody so much like that is never a good thing. Unless it's Jesus, of course, because Jesus is our God and he should be idolized. But a human being being idolized to that extent is never a good thing. So that's the second crack we see forming in the early church. And now we get to crack number three. (laughs) Crack number three is the Helenists and the Hebrews fighting with each other. So the Helenists were a group of Jews that actually spoke Greek and adopted Greek culture. So they were not as traditional as the typical Hebrew. And so the Helenists and the Hebrews apparently would fight all the time because of this fact. So the Helenists basically complain about the Hebrews in the early church movement. Now, of course, both of these groups were Christians. They were Christians in the early church. They uh, adopted Christian principles. So there shouldn't have been any fighting among these two groups because they both had a very common belief system, which was Jesus, and that we all have equality through Jesus. But yet still, this complaint arises from the Helenists against the Hebrews. And the complaint is that the widows who were Helenists were not getting as much distribution of food as Hebrew widows were getting. So here's what it says. It says uh, their widows were neglected in the daily service. So I don't know if this actually happened. I don't know if because of some sort of prejudice against Helenists that the early church were not giving the Helenist widows as much um, resources as Hebrew widows. I don't know if that's really the case or not, but there still was a complaint Look, these Hebrew widows over here are getting so much more resources from the church than our widows are getting. So they take this to the apostles. And so it says that they gather the entire group of the multitude of disciples together to speak to them. So don't forget, the early church had thousands and thousands of members. There was a lot of members of the early church. So it says that the apostles, the 12 apostles, the ones that were basically with Jesus, other than um, the one guy that they appointed as apostle. I forget his name. But the 12 apostles start speaking to the entire congregation of the early church. And here's what they say. They say, it is not appropriate for us apostles to forsake the word of God to serve tables. Let's select deacons for this task. So here's what's interesting about this is I can see both sides of the coin. Because if you look at this entire portion online, like if you try to research this or if you hear a sermon preached about this portion of scripture, I'm pretty sure like nine times out of 10, you're going to hear the pastor say that this was a very good thing for the apostles to do, to appoint deacons to head up this ministry. But on the other flip side of the coin, I can see some problems with 
what is happening here. The first problem being was that the apostles, just their verbiage here, it is not appropriate for us to forsake the word of God to serve tables. There is nowhere in scripture that supports this, that pastors should not serve other people. In fact, Jesus was the greatest servant ever. Do you think Jesus would go serve widows? Do you think he would serve tables? I I believe yes, because of the amount of times that he actually did go do that kind of stuff. <laughs> he was the greatest servant ever. So I think that the verbiage that the apostles choose here is just not good. That it's almost beneath them to go and serve these tables. However, I don't think it was unwise for them to appoint deacons to do this task for them because that's just church organization. And it is very good to delegate. It's very good to uh, appoint people to lead certain tasks. That's what makes a healthy church. But at the same time, why couldn't one of the apostles become the deacon of this ministry? Why do they say here it's not appropriate for us to do it? And so I think that that is another crack that we see developing in the early church. So, so far, there are four cracks that we see developing very, very early on in the church. Once again, first crack, death of Ananias and Sapphira. Second crack, the amount of like honor Peter received. The third crack was this fight between the Hellenists and the Hebrews. And then fourthly, the verbiage used here for the apostles, that it wasn't appropriate for them to do this ministry. But why? Why wasn't it appropriate for them? And I think that's one thing you're going to hear kind of left out of sermons where pastors preach about how good this was for deacons to uh, pop up in the early church. Nobody ever answers the question, why was it not appropriate for the apostles to forsake the word of God to serve tables? How would that be forsaking the word of God? Loving God and loving others is literally the law. In fact, there's a verse that James talks about, James 1 verse 27. And here's what it says. And this is out of the NIV version. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. The NLT version actually says pure and genuine religion in the sight of God. The father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. So it sounds to me like religion that God accepts is actually caring for orphans and widows in their distress. So why was it apparently considered not appropriate for the apostles to, quote unquote, forsake the word of God? to serve tables. To me, that makes no sense when all of scripture is talking about how important it is for people to support widows. And it's even considered to be pure religion that God accepts. Caring for the needy is one of the pinnacles of Christianity. I mean, what does Jesus say about this? A new commandment I give you, love one another. So that's the one thing I feel like people never exactly talk about is why was it not appropriate for the disciples to 
apparently abandon the word of God to serve tables. It wouldn't be forsaking the word of God. I've talked about this before on the podcast. I do not like when Christians almost idolize people mentioned in scripture. The only person Christians should ever idolize is Yahweh, is Jesus, is God, because he is our God. He's the only person ever to walk the face of the earth that was perfect. He's the only person we should revere like that. And I think sometimes Christians fall into this trap that just because somebody is mentioned in scripture, they're a good person who has never sinned. And yes, the Holy Spirit was absolutely working in the early church. He was moving like crazy. He was working all over the place in the early church. But that doesn't mean that sin nature just automatically vanished. That doesn't mean that the apostles didn't struggle with their own struggles. And one thing I alluded to on the podcast uh, last week was that potentially an arrogance problem was starting to arise in the early church. Now, I do want to say that I don't really know. I don't know the hearts of of any of these apostles. I don't know the hearts of any of the disciples of the early church. Only God knows that. However, you can absolutely see how the actions here that the apostles are taking with appointing deacons starts immediate persecution of the early church with Stephen, who we are going to talk about next. So let me mention Stephen here. It says, they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and then these other men named Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, <laughs> and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. But Stephen is specifically mentioned as a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And he got the honor of being a deacon of helping widows. A ministry that scripture literally says is true religion according to God. Once again, James 1.27 Religion that God, our Father, accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from becoming polluted by the world. So Stephen, even though he didn't get like this prestigious um, ministry position like the apostles had, he had a very important ministry role himself as being a deacon of helping widows. So this just shows that God sees the background workers. And honestly, if it weren't for Stephen in the next couple chapters becoming the first martyr of the early church, he would be, we wouldn't remember his name. You know, he would be mentioned real quick here as one of the deacons, along with Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, Parmenas, and Nicholas. But we don't remember those other guys. We see their names in scripture, but we don't know who they are. Well, the only reason we know who Stephen is is because of what he's about to do. But Stephen was a background worker in a way. And God sees the background workers. And I think sometimes he has more regard for what the background worker is doing than for what the pastor or the worship leader or somebody else who's in the spotlight is doing. Because the background workers, a lot of them are doing that thankless voluntary work because they have a heart for it. Their heart is in the right place because background workers, they do not get a lot of praise. They do not get the spotlight. They don't even get thanks very often from pretty much anybody. But they show up because they have a heart for that particular ministry and they want to do it. And I think in some ways, 
that is more honorable to be a background worker than to be somebody who is in the spotlight. And I could speak to this a little bit because, I mean, in a way I am in the spotlight with the podcast and also I used to do worship leading. And I found out that I actually enjoy background work more than I enjoy being in the spotlight. I had a really hard time focusing on God when I would be up there leading worship at my church because I was always very concerned about how it sounded and if everything was flowing correctly that I would forget that I was worshiping God. But when you're a background worker, like say you're doing like the sound booth or something for the worship leader, you're able to focus on that job, but also worship and sing along and clap with the songs and and so I think in some ways it's it's even better to be a background volunteer than to be a volunteer that is up and has a lot of praise and is in spotlight a lot. And I'm not saying that that's always the case. There could be background volunteers that are only doing it because, I don't know, they think they're going to gain something or um, just to fulfill their, like check their own boxes, you know, of how to worship God or something. And even worship leaders, I'm not going to say that all of them struggled the way I did. I'm sure there are many, many worship leaders that are up there genuinely praising and worshiping God with their hearts. But in the case here of the apostles and these other men who became the deacons of the widows, I think that in some ways, these deacons of the widow ministry were doing something that God thought was very great taking care of afflicted people. And moving forward, we're going to learn a lot more about Stephen, his faith, and how blessed he was with the Holy Spirit. So if you've never volunteered at your church, I highly recommend that you do, even if it's for something like cleanup or kitchen duty or the coffee area at your church or even soundboard, media, something like that. I highly recommend go and try to volunteer at something. Because firstly, churches can always use more help with basically anything. And secondly, it's very rewarding and it gets you kind of out of your own head. I know for me that a huge switch that was made in my life from me being very self-centered to to me being less (laughs) self-centered was when I actually took time to volunteer and to serve at my church. That was a huge turning point in my life my life and uh, it was a good turning point so i do recommend go and volunteer if you can at your church and uh, try to find something that you can do and something you'll fit well into maybe you can stay in that position and and do other things as well but guys i hope you have a fantastic rest of your day happy listening and god bless (music) 